0: What makes a great solar business? How can you learn from the past and prepare for the future so your solar business thrives? We set out to answer these questions and more. My name is Nigel Morris and I'm the Head of Business Development at Solar Analytics. Welcome to Great Solar Business, proudly brought to you by Solar Juice. Well, hello, solar friends, and welcome back for another episode of Great Solar Business. This week, we explore yet more secrets of how to build a great solar business in 2022. Today, I'm going to try and achieve two things. Number one, I want to highlight the incredible work and capability of just one of the many amazing women I know in solar. And number two, it just so happens that that very impressive woman that I know understands the challenges and benefits of getting grants better than anybody else I know. So I reached out to my old solar colleague, Professor Renata Egan, to talk to her about her experience and skills in winning grants. In case you don't know, Professor Egan has been recognised for making an exceptional impact on the engineering, science and business of photovoltaics for more than 25 years, was made an ATSI fellow in 2021, named one of the most eight influential women in solar in 2020, and is acknowledged nationally and internationally as a thought leader in the field. Renata works with UNSW, holds senior leadership positions with companies and international agencies, is a longstanding member of pretty much every solar institution, and to top it off was inducted into the solar hall of fame in 2022 i don't know how big her trophy cupboard is but it must be pretty big an innovator an entrepreneur an academic uh, welcome to great solar business renata
1: thanks nigel it's been quite a ride
0: <laughs> <laughs> that you must have an awfully big trophy covered and, and very, very well des, uh, deserved. I have to say over the, over the many years that I've had chances to work with you in many different, uh, uh, many different spheres, uh, your undying enthusiasm is an inspiration. So congratulations and well done.
1: It's a great industry to work in. It's real easy to do. So it's, yeah, and, and the people around us are great. So that's what makes it all, you know, makes it all possible. You can actually see the difference you're making as you go along.
0: That's so true. That's so true. We, we are very blessed in this industry. So uh, Renata, you've, you've been in solar for an awful long time. Um, wh- what's your 32nd elevator pitch and your, your history? You know, where did you start? How did you go to where you've got to? What are the highlights? How did you give us the pitch?
1: Yeah, great. Thanks. Uh, so I started in 1995 um, uh, when there was less than two or three megawatts of solar being installed every year. And panels cost around $12 a watt. Uh, My background was in material science. And I didn't know much about solar. But what I brought to the job was that I could make uh, the solar material the silicon. Um, So I actually joined a group um, that was developing an Australian technology at Pacific Solar. And when I started, my boss was Zheng Rong Shi, and his boss was Martin Green. And I shared an open plan office with Kathleen Ryan. So I got to learn from the best.
0: (laughs) That's quite a crowd. It's the, the lunchtime conversation with that crowd would have been something else. I reckon.
1: Yeah, it was. I, re- I learned a lot and fast. Um, I've been in solar since then and I worked myself, work my way around the business and the technology, uh, including working in Germany, uh, with the Q group and in China with the Suntech group in, in module manufacturing. And by about 2010, uh, when, you know, the price of solar had come down a lot. Um, I was then the Managing Director of a local company called Suntech R&D Australia and I started to look beyond the solar panel technologies themselves and could see that the challenges were growing in the grid integration side uh, and that got me working with um, Muriel Watt at the APVI and with Stefan Yarnison uh, on the technology that would then beca- would become solar analytics. So, uh, and now I'm um, a little bit active in, uh, quite a, in all of those areas. My main gig is to run the solar research program at UNSW, where I'm back working with Martin Green. And in a side gig at Solar Analytics, I'm back working with Kathleen and Stefan. And you, <laughs> Nigel. <laughs> <laughs>
2: that's,
0: that's right, that's right. And it seems, um, you know, maybe a bit close to home um, uh, to, to be bringing you in, but, you know I what I am aware of and the reason I, I asked you to come and join us was because you know grants are a real challenge.'ve I've, I've um, successfully won some grants uh, in, in in my career but also had to deal with the consequences of those grants. And um, you know it's not always plain sailing and I know uh, that you have a, a really great track record. This, including some recent announcements. So, you know, why why don't we why don't we dive into the topic at hand, which is really talk about you know how you've what you've learned over the years about getting grants, and you know are they worth the effort, and how do you how do you make the most out of them, and and so maybe the first place to start with is you know are there, are there many opportunities for grants for solar businesses out there? Is there much of a chance to get a
1: grant? Yeah, there is. Um, to some extent, the business the, the solar sector is built on incentives, which are a, a kind of a form of grant um, in the credits from the the RET targets that have been developed over years. Yep. In addition, there right now there are customer grants um, where people get the opportunity. Customers get the opportunity to um, be supported in buying solar for their rooftops.
2: Yep. Um, there's
1: interest-free loans. There are capital write-offs. So there's all these things that are sort of grants that incentivize the customer end of the business to buy solar and batteries. Mm -hmm. But the big dollar grants, um, the ones that actually focus on the the business themselves, on elevating the business, they're a little harder to get. The other ones are kind of there in sort of pro forma um, processes that you can follow. Uh, They're harder to get, but they're not impossible. Mm. Uh, You need to understand, we've seen a few good solar companies get some money from um, support from grants um, in the last few years. You have to need to understand. So you need to understand why grants of public money or incentives are made available. Um, it's typically it's to ex- it's not for everybody. It's not they don't just they literally don't just give it away. <laughs> um, at least they don't in the solar business. Um, uh, it's typically it's to accelerate market development. It's to reduce the risk uh, around. Um, A change of some sort, or it's to deliver a social benefit. Okay. Uh, Which, you know, where you can't quantify the the benefit, is much harder to quantify. Um, To qualify for a grant or an incentive, normally you'd need to be taking some risk yourself. Uh, And they are sharing, Mm -hmm. the the grant funding agency or whatever it is, is sharing that risk with you, or you're delivering a benefit that's hard to put a price on. And you have to be Mm -hmm. ready to do that, alluding to a little bit what you've said. Um, you have to be ready to take that risk. And the idea is that that risk pays off, but it doesn't always. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So some some examples of grants that are available now where you get to test and validate an idea uh, include things like, um, at least in New South Wales, there's what's known as um, government tech vouchers, uh, which allow you to to take a concept and work with the university as a partner to, to test an idea and to access the resources at the university. Okay. Um, uh, most states have a light like, touch grant like that, which gets you in contact with university. And another example, um, if you're trying to develop a new technology or to solve a problem, um, where it's initially hard to be profitable until you get to scale, yeah. then people like ARENA, the Australian Renewable Energy Agency, are great partners. Mm-hmm. If you've got, you know, they'll, they'll work with you on the technology and on, on developing the business plan the proposal. And then when you get beyond that stage, there are commercialisation grants um, that support taking an idea to market. Uh, many of these are not solar specific. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're about ideas generation. And another one that backs you on that is the R&D tax incentive. Mm-hmm. It's also good to. I've got. To, I think, I think the, the, I'm trying to think what else there is. That's great for developing, or supporting the development of new ideas. And then every now and then a program comes along that's, that meets a solar specific need like um, the Victorian solar programs uh, or um, programs about, around virtual power plants, solar mm-hmm. on low-income housing. Um, and there was even, not a solar specific one, but the mon- manufacturing modernisation grants the federal government ran a couple of years ago were a good match, for instance, for Tindo when they were looking at expanding.
0: Uh, yeah, they they managed to get a grant finally they hadn't had many in their lifetime but they uh, they finally managed to get a grant to to help them get that new plant up right
1: yeah yeah it's just it, you know that's and i think having seen a little bit about how that one has functioned they um it, you know it's actually a really good fit it it just takes the edge off the risk yep side yep uh, you know, it doesn't remove it all. There's still, you know, work to be done and um, there's still effort to be carried. But it, um, it just takes some of that edge off the risk, particularly when, you know, we went from, <laughs> sorry, yeah, As collectively we went into COVID, you know, they and yeah. they've been waiting for equipment to arrive. They couldn't get um, engineers on site. So having that sort of buffer, um, you know, the support from the, the, the grant, I'm sure has is, is really helped the business. So it's really doing what it's supposed to do.
0: I love it. It's a it's a really nice, actually, um, really nice description that you've given of of you know, the fact that grants aren't just free money that's just sitting there that you've just got to fill in a form, and expect money to be handed over to you to do whatever you want. There are grants available, but really, it's it's uh, it's about you know helping you mitigate that risk, really pushing the boundaries. And I, I remember the um the one and only grant application that I ever put in uh, many many years ago. Uh, to do a whole lot of things. Um, one one of the things that we did was uh, a, a horrible failure, and I had to ring the the grant uh, provider, which in that case was Cedar, um, who you might remember, uh, and explain that you know we'd been given this money, we'd done all this work, you'd paid for it, and actually it was a complete and utter bust. We 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 actually it turned out that we couldn't do it and they came back in such a nice way and said you know what there's an awful lot of value in proving that something can't be done in fact just as much value proving something can't be done as there is in proving it can be done so that's fine here's your check and it was a big lesson Uh for me that you know pushing these boundaries is really where grants can really help right it's it's about you know in those risky situations rather than just you know selling another ten thousand systems every month it's about pushing some boundaries and trying some new stuff right
1: yeah yeah exactly and you and there's the reality is it happens worldwide so it has to happen here um otherwise we there's you know we won't innovate we won't change and we really need to and australia's um, as you know like leading edge with distributed solar so the opportunities there for us to be really ahead of the game as the rest of the world starts to put more solar on rooftops, uh, is huge. If we you know, we can back ourselves and innovate in this space, I think it's actually, you know, we're we're literally world class. Right. We've got to make the most of it.
0: It's so true. So if you've got an idea you've been sitting on, you really think you know, it's too much risk to have a crack at this, this is the perfect application for a grant. So so if there's a solar business out there, and I know there are some out there, right? I've, 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 I watch them and I, I see them talking about these things that they'd love to do or this idea that they've got and it's really quite game-changing, you know. Where do you start? Where, where is there a database of grants that you can go and look up? You know, how do you, what, what do you do to actually find out where you can go and uh, source these grants?
1: yeah well so their, their programs come and go. Um, some of them are there I'd uh, like open continually otherwise otherwise they come and go. Um, yep. The r and d tax concession is always there, uh, and so is Arena's advancing renewables program.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: they both take a little, need a little you, they take a little bit of learning to how to navigate the systems, but mm-hmm. they you know it's pretty robust once you get the hang of it. Um, others can be a little harder to find, and government websites are actually pretty good for, um, you know, searching for their own, for the local government or, you know, the New South Wales government or the federal government's grants. If you, t- literally, if you typed in a Google search and said New South Wales government grants, you'd get a list. Okay. Um, that's, you know, that's if you, if you want to go sort of looking yourself, then there are some people who will help you. Um, the, there are a few university researchers who are uh, pretty good at and are interested in working with solar businesses. Uh, they have the time and the experience to look for bid and manage grants uh-huh. uh, and there are also some private consultants some who've come out of the universities uh, who will ha- can and will support a business to, to you know to develop to access grants and to develop proposals but you know it comes with a warning they both have costs <laughs> so of the course. costs of course if it's a private consultant there'll be a cost in engaging the consultant and when working with a university partner has you know a cost and an overhead uh you just have to know what you're doing as you go into it but they it can be well it's 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 been demonstrated it can work and i
0: and i think that's the the thing that i've witnessed watching uh watching your success in uh in so many ways getting around uh, getting grants um is that you know? There's definitely a there's definitely a bit of an art to this, right? There's a there's a language you've got to speak. There's there's places you've got to go to to, to find that information. There's there's a there's a right way and a wrong way of of uh, completing an application and and uh, you know navigating the process, right? So uh, uh, it's it's um, it's not just a matter of okay, I'm going to complete my form and get my grant, right? With no strings uh, attached. No. <laughs> no,
1: they're really they're typically really quite competitive too they you know that the success rate is i it's it depends on the program but success rates are somewhere between one and three and one in ten wow so it's you know the, the people who win have done so on the back of a bit of, of, of some learnings and some history and uh yeah so it's it's
0: not it's not easy money it's not easy money no no and it's, it's it's so you know that's that's where you know finding uh people like yourself and and others who uh, are are really experienced in navigating this stuff and knowing how to do it is uh adds incredible value um and the the, the other thing and i i hark back to my the experience i had in gosh endless reporting requirements and milestone reports and you know blah 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 there are some real strings attached to um getting grants and um there's there's quite a lot of work that goes in even if you're successful in winning one an argument that i've heard a lot is well even if you can win one there's so much work involved in in, and actually uh, m- maintaining the requirements to to meet all those obligations that you sign up for, that you know, the question is there: is it worth that effort? What What's your experience on that?
1: Yeah, okay. Um, so is it the, the question of like if uh, you know what what's the strings attached? Um, so I think we all know there's no such thing as a free lunch. <laughs> um, these grants do typically come with some significant reporting obligations, and that reflects basically that you have a responsibility to use the public, public funds for the intended purpose. Uh, so yeah, you've got to care for what you wish for. The dollar value that you seek has to reflect the time and the effort that's going to be required. Yep. Uh, and there, these initiatives are usually aligned with some sort of initiative. It might be like public housing or something. And it, it has to be what you want to do to, you know, there's no point in winning the grant if it's not in line with what you want to do. In the end, you can actually consider grants to be a, a little bit like um, competing for a tender or a contract. If you uh-huh. win, you kind of have to manage expectations of the yep. customer as the granting agency, as the, as the customer. And you have to meet those expectations. Um, and the strings attached to government programs if you, uh, can be a lot for a small business. So you kind of have to be really um, on your toes to, to, to be able to meet those expectations. Uh, yeah, and the other thing is, you—you—I you, uh, alluded it to it a moment ago, and that's you shouldn't pursue grant funds just for the sake of it. Um, if they take you too far away from your business plan, even if the money looks tempting, it's best to stick to your gravy uh, and you know deliver on what you're good at, and don't go chasing money just for the sake of chasing money.
0: That is such a great tip, and I and I think that sums it up so nicely that you know that you, you've really got to be willing to commit. There's a great reward there. If if you can uh, if you can land a grant and it fits with your business model and it fits with some innovation and risk and other things that you that you're willing to take uh, and you're willing to make an investment in time and 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 then meeting those requirements, knowing that you know especially if you're getting it from government, they're going to have to be answerable for that money they're going to have to be politically answerable for handing out cash we've seen you know we've yeah. seen the the <laughs> risks associated with grants going to you know shooting clubs I think it was in Wagga or something that nearly yeah. uh, unravelled the motivation's
1: a, with, when the motivation isn't aligned with the intention uh, of the grant that's right that's
0: right so you know you've got to be straight up and you've got to be willing to do a little bit of hard work uh, so, yeah, that's that's a great piece of advice. All right, let's take a short break and hear a word from our sponsors.
2: Solar Juice is Australia's leading solar distributor, providing complete residential and commercial rooftop solar component solutions. Solar Juice aligns themselves with brands that share their values of service, support, quality and value for money, like their panel brands, REC, Hyundai, Trina and Longi. Their inverters, SMA, Fronius, and Sungrow, along with the Tesla Powerwall battery. Check out solarjuice.com.au and let Solar Juice help you become a great solar business. Great Solar Business is also brought to you by Solar Analytics. From just $40 a year, Solar Analytics can help solar owners save an extra $400 by recommending the ideal energy plan. Solar Analytics, it's different. Learn more at solaranalytics.com.au.
0: All right, we're back, and uh, please do support our sponsors. They keep the wheels turning here at Great Solar Business. Don't forget to like and share our show with your friends. All right, um, some terrific advice on grants, I think so far from you, Renata, and um, I, ha- uh, I have to say, I'm gonna throw in, there was a big announcement the other day actually uh, about some grants for universities that um, you were involved with to some degree as well, right? Tell us about that.
1: Yeah, so it's, it is, it's it's quite exciting. So um, my, my current role at the University of New South Wales is to run the University of New South Wales's activities in the Australian Centre for Advanced Photovoltaics, it's known as ACAP, uh, and it's basically the national centre working on solar PV uh, and, um, you know, started and led by Martin Green, uh, who I think most people know is sort of, the, you know, the solar guru, our solar guru. Uh, and that centre has been, was started under the Australian Solar Institute when Mark Twiddell was the CEO Uh, And there was transferred to ARENA when ARENA took over that sort of the broader remit for renewable energy and is due to end, that centre is due to end and close at the end of this year which would see all of us out of work (laughs) um, at the end of this year. Now we've been quietly working in the background (laughs) uh, on getting that centre extended it's a national centre, so it has universities from all around Australia and a whole lot of partners, a lot of industry partners, including Tindo and Raygen and BT Imaging and sort of the innovators, you know, the people and, uh, you yeah, know, Solar Analytics isn't a partner, but <laughs> uh, Blue Scope Steel is a partner. Yep. Uh, so we've got a few sort of national uh, Australian industry partners who are working with us on solar technologies. Uh, and yeah, so we've been working in the background to try to get that funding extended and the good news of um, two weeks ago or so uh, was that uh, the Minister for Energy, Chris Bowen, announced that Labour was supporting the extension of the centre with a um, sum of $45 million to see the research continue uh, to 2030 to deliver on the targets of lower cost solar so it's really quite exciting. It's, uh, and, and on the back of that is that Martin will um, step down as centre director. He'll still be involved, but I get to take on the role of centre director, which is really quite exciting. And, oh, I did um,
0: not know that. That's fantastic <laughs> news.
1: A little What's... daunting, big shoes to fill. Uh, I, there's nobody. No, nobody else is going to be Mar- ever going to be Martin Green. Um, and he's, <laughs> thankfully, he's not going away. He's going to be in the background, but he's. Um, yeah so it's quite exciting that will be it makes for busy days but good busy
0: that is fantastic news to hear um you know finally the 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 words turning into some action to keep a great organization like that alive at least for a few more years uh, to because you you guys have done some amazing work through that organization already and there's more to come no doubt
1: yeah yeah there's it's an amazing team um having somebody like martin there attracts the best people and then yep. the best people that they've attracted attract even better people, more more great people. So there's there's some um, I'm going to say 150 researchers at the University of New South Wales in you know at various in solar alone, <laughs> um, yeah. working and and being supported, but largely supported by Arena. Arena is a really great sponsor for uh, solar research in Australia.
0: And I, and I have to say, I'm going I'm to throw it out there, not only for the great work that all those organisations have done, but, you know, it's a really good reminder for solar businesses that you're not on your own. there There is actually a whole lot of researchers hungry to help progress solar and find ways to you know deploy solar in new ways or find solutions to get solar out there. To uh, you know, to take it from a, a concept to to market reality. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, work with those universities. They've got a little bit of money now,
1: yeah, um, yeah.
0: <laughs> And 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 I'm sure they'll be looking for um, worthy projects to get involved with. And there's a, there's a always an opportunity for better co- collaboration between industry and university so that's yeah. a that's a great story
1: no that's so, true. and we and we're working so i'm going to we we are working with some, some very small companies uh, and you know we you can actually a small organisation with a relatively light touch can actually partner with a centre like acap Uh, It's literally a one-page agreement that can be signed in a couple of weeks and we can start work. And it depends on the scope and the scale of the the project, but sometimes it's fully funded at the university and depending on how how novel the work is. Uh, And or or sometimes it's like a a 50-50 split of funding. It's actually, if if anybody's interested, they can reach out because we're developing the new program of work right now. Uh, and, And we'll continue to do so for years, but it's so the door won't close. But um, we'd be really interested to hear, and, we, and the, the researchers recognise that the challenges that need to be addressed um, are further downstream from where the university is has its, you know, its historical record. We'll continue to do that material science and device and solar cell research that's going to get its higher efficiencies. But we're also really interested in performance and managing grid challenges and there's lots of ways that we can work with with local business to get more solar out there and to integrate it better
0: so if you're sitting out there with a solar business you've had this idea you're thinking man if i could just work out how to do this easier and faster and i've got this idea but i can't bring it to life because it's too risky now's your opportunity yeah beautiful so there's a process. Um, there's definitely some skills required. There's some work in managing grants, uh, even if you're successful. It, what's the secret to winning them, in your view, Renata? What's the what's the secret sauce that, that someone with the experience that, that you've got, you know, what would you say the one or two or three really critical things are that you need to bring to the table to try and win one of these grants? Yeah, um,
2: it's a
1: really good question. Uh, and it, it's probably not a formula answer, but there are some, certainly some clues and some pointers. Uh, getting in early helps. So especially if there's a new grant scheme announced, uh, the, you know the the, sub, the first the people the, the first ones are easier to win, and subsequent rounds get more competitive. Um, and I guess uh, you might great. consider that like a first mover advantage. Yep. Uh, then there's practice. Um, if you don't get the first one, don't think it's you know you'll never win. Um, almost everybody has applied for three or four before they win one. Yep. Uh, there are some aspects of all of the processes that are the same from process to process and so you get better each time you apply. So it doesn't have to be the same process, same application, whatever, same funding round that you apply for. Yep. You know, If a new one comes up you can move some material across from the old one and, and tune it uh, based on feedback that you've had and you'll get better each time you apply. Um, and finally, I think understanding what they are looking for. Know that this is, you're entering a partnership. So you really need to understand and work to meet the purpose of the scheme. And I think those are the sort of the formula. you have got to, you know, it, and, you know, socialize the idea, right? Really sort of tune your, your message. It's really like pitching an idea to a, to a, to, and, you know, not to get too technical, actually. That's a really important one. Um, ah. Because the people reading, often the people reading aren't solar people, right? right. So if you go in there assuming solar knowledge, um, you, go, you lose them early. So it's, there's, a real, there's some real fine points around the language, about uh, around pitching the idea to make sure that it's um, understood.
0: That that is absolutely brilliant advice. They're, they're, they're 4 four. We got a bonus one. Four great tips, uh, and it resonates really nicely with me and some of the some of the experience I've had before. And you know, um, so that's 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 great. And so with the with the benefit of hindsight, you, you've gone through this process so many times. For the average solar business, is it worth the effort? Is is it is it, is it, is it really worth everything that we've talked about and and the effort to chase these grants? In your view?
1: Um, if it's a good fit, and a, and a, a grant round that, that you know you're motivated by the value of it, then yes. Mm-hmm. So, but then the decision then depends on the scale of your business and what you're trying to achieve. Yep. Uh, some like the, like the R and D tax incentive um, has a high initial hurdle to get to understand the system, mm-hmm. but once you have the systems in place. Is you're not competing anymore, it's a 40% refund on any money you spend on R&D, right, that comes back provided you can document what you're doing as R&D, that's, that's you know, you, you spend um, $100,000 in the tax return, you're going to get $40,000 back, that's that's already, that's, you know, most, that's almost as good as a grant anyway um, and it's a much better return on your effort if, than if you have to put in multiple competitive grants It's also timely. Sometimes people don't realise, I think, when they go into the granting round, that they have this idea in their head and they're ready to do it. It's lined up and the business is ready to go and I'm just going to do this, this, and this. And then the grant takes you nine months to apply, write the application, go through the process, go through the contracts, and you can't start until sometime later. Whereas with the R&D grant, you can start straight up. Um, Yeah. um, Excellent.
0: Excellent. No, that's that's perfect. That's per. That's really really good advice. So uh, thinking about let's let's sort of look ahead now, um, because yeah, let's face it. Grants have some political motivation behind them. Quite often, they're they're driven by policy, and and um, you know they're kind of. Um, the vision that governments do or don't have, let's say. Um, So, you know, we've had a change of government. Do you think the opportunities, particularly in the solar sector, for grants are going to change in the next year or two? Is it a good time to be thinking about, you know, is there an opportunity here that fits for my business?
1: Oh, yeah, Nigel. I I do actually I think I'm quite optimistic that we'll see some serious effort to uh, meet and be the targets of 43% reduction in emissions by 2030. Uh, and that the only technologies that are actually going to get us there in that t- same time frame are solar, wind and batteries. So we're actually going to have to have some, some schemes which accelerate these uh, the uptake. Um, if it was me setting up initiatives <laughs> to accelerate the energy transition now uh, with a focus on solar, I'd be running programs to put solar on low-income housing and on commercial and industrial buildings, I'd be looking for as much rooftop opportunity as possible because it allows you to generate where it's used. Uh, it's the most cost-effective way of installing solar. Um, but to get to deliver on that, we're also going to need some innovation in metering and in agreements um, between building owner and tenant as they're motivated differently. So I can see like you know, they're gonna to have to incentivize both the The installation and you know changes and ways to interact um, between the the building owner, the tenant and the the energy um, generated. Um, I'd be supporting homes and businesses and community batteries because that will enable more distributed solar and take the load off network costs again generating it where you need it and storing it there as well. And to be smart about it. Again, I think this is somewhere where Australia has the chance to really lead um, alongside uh, solar analytics. We have some world-class innovators in Australia, including Wattwatches and Switch In Catch Power, Apricus. Um, and I've missed anybody. I'm, there's, I'm sure. Yeah, PowerPal. This, and this is like that's largely New South Wales. I've described. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's, that's New South Wales alone. So Australia-wide, there's a whole lot of innovation going on in this space, and we need
0: this smart, interconnected grid. You've really got my my brain, the, the gears in my brain are running over as you've described all those things, because when you think about it and go, okay, what's the ambition that our new government has set themselves, and what are the challenges that have to be overcome to meet that ambitious target for for a, a, an increased uptake of renewables and uh, you know if you start thinking outside the box a bit man there's a myriad of ways that you can do it and and the other thing that you you just made me realize was that one of the one of the benefits that I really like about some of the grants that I've been involved around the fringes of, is you get to collaborate with other companies. They might even be competitors. Uh, they might be companies who you know nothing about or, or or kind of wouldn't necessarily naturally think that there was a symbiosis with. But lo and behold, when an opportunity to innovate something larger comes up, you can end up learning from each other too. So it, it can bring... Um, competitors together to the table to start having open and honest conversations and to innovate together and to learn from each other. So all sorts of other benefits. That's a, that's a optimistic view, which I'm excited about, Renata. That's great. So we've got to wrap it up. Um, I always like to ask anyone, especially with s- someone with you with, with such great history in the industry and, uh, and, and a great position in the industry right now, What's your position on the solar market this year? Uh, do you think we're going to beat three gigawatts or not? And if so or not, why?
1: Yeah, it's, t- it's a t- that's a tough one, I think. So we were at three gigawatts over 2020 and 3.2. This is rooftop solar. That's right, that's right. Um, right. 3.2 rough, roughly in 2021. Yep. Yep. Uh, I'm. I, I am the optimist. I'm. Gonna, I think yes. I mean, we've seen growth every year for. I don't know. I'm just looking at the data now since um 2014. Like it's grown every year. The the industry. Uh, the rooftop um, industry. It's not sort of been as lumpy as the utility scale can be, because they're big projects and big incentive schemes that you know come and go. Uh, so. The nature of roof, the, the, the the nature of rooftop solar, the fact that it's distributed is both its strength and its weakness. Yeah. <laughs> um. So its strength is that there are, small sectors can come and go. You know, there can be challenges here and there, but overall, it will continue to grow. Uh, its weakness is that because we're distributed, we don't have this sort of central voice, which gives us the kind of power we should have as an industry because we, you know, what we're doing mm. is so significant. Mm. Uh. Yeah, but I think you know if there's a if there's a challenge that or a hurdle that the industry faces in 2022, it, it'll be supply chain. It'll be getting actually getting the product in to put on the rooftops. I don't think the demand's going to go away.
0: I like it. That's a, that's a really really uh, succinct answer. Actually, if we if only we could get the panels and the batteries, the demand is there. We'll smash it. Yeah, right? Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, and both um, both that utility scale and uh, rooftop. It's, and you know, rooftop. The, with yeah. we've been doing roughly four and a half gigawatts a year for the last few years yep uh, we, I think we can do that for the next few years easily and then we're just going to have some of these big projects come online and each of them the, you know the utility scale projects that you're hear talking about each of them alone will do four gigawatts a year.
0: That's right. That's right. The announcements are bigger and bigger and bigger every day, aren't they?
1: Yeah. So, you know, I actually think one of our right now, our our, um, challenge might be supply chain in within four or five years. Our challenge is going to be getting good people to do the work
2: uh, (laughs) from
1: from, you know, right across the whole value chain. So that's, you know, now's a really good time to to talk to people about um, studying engineering, too. <laughs> uh, to, we're just going to need we're going to need those those and and um, electrical trades and you know and bring the people from fi- the finance sector and the legal sector up to speed with what's happening because it's going to happen fast.
0: You've you've made me feel so optimistic about the next few years, Renato. But I can see it because. There's a big target now. Uh, the targets just got bigger on us uh, with our with our new government, and um, you know, for us to deliver on that, all things being equal, if we can get past those challenges, we're going to need people. We're going to need uh, we're going to need people all over the place to make this happen and deliver on these targets. So that's a that's a great note to finish the episode on, Renata. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show, but sadly we are out of time. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh,
1: it's been a great pleasure, Nigel. Um it's always great talking to
0: you so thanks for having me you're most welcome well friends that's a wrap my name is nigel morris i'm head of business development at solar analytics i hope you picked up some tips on how to build a great solar business and i'll talk to you again soon
2: great solar business was brought to you by solar juice australia's leading solar distributor SolarJuice aligns themselves with brands that share their values of service, support, quality and value for money. Check out solarjuice.com.au and let SolarJuice help you become a great solar business. Great Solar Business was also brought to you by Solar Analytics. You can now offer Solar Analytics from just $40 per year by connecting it directly to Fronius and SunGrow inverters. No additional hardware required, just extra value. Solar Analytics – it's different. Learn more at solaranalytics.com.au.